Welcome to episode 2.5, 2.5 of the OD Podcast. I am Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, sitting in with Alex White. That's right. Miss Alex, Miss Alex. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty good. We are recording on a, what's today, Friday going into Saturday now. So, yeah. it's officially Saturday the 16th, early morning, late night, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're a couple, actually no, I just said I know I want to start the podcast. Um, I started out with air horns. Again, we're not listening, or you guys aren't listening to the Joe Budden podcast, but it sounds close to it. But I gotta throw myself under the bus because I did some cornball shit. So, what'd you do? I'm wilding, like for real, because I I just want to take this time for real. Um, Dad, don't play her this part, but play her the rest of it. But I just want to say happy birthday to my great grandmother great-grandmother February 4th we had a radio show that day and I thought about it and it just slipped my mind during the show and it's just one of those things where I was just like dang I missed it and then yeah. the following week I was like dang I missed it but um so shout out to granny um love you uh-huh. love you beyond words uh can't how even many, begin to tell you how um how many years young how many years young you know what's funny I know how she is and she would she would tear me up if she found out that I told. But um, uh, that's okay. That's oh okay. no, I was, I was, I was thinking about it though. We're at a, we're at a big milestone. Like like the mile like well whatever the milestone is, we're past it this particular year. Yeah, it's it's you're realizing. Yeah, this is this is milestone territory. Um, so again, awesome. she's been around for a really really long time. It obviously just kind of goes to show. Um, how long she's been around because I introduced her as, as my great-grandmother so right. yeah so she's been around for some time uh, so happy birthday granny I love you and um, thank you thank you and um, happy birthday to Cameron happy birthday to my nephew who just celebrated his ninth birthday yesterday so um, shout out to him shout out to Cam hopefully you can see this don't listen to all of it because now we are about to get raw and rugged but um, yeah just cheers. talk to me yeah, cheers. yes cheers oh, okay. cheers Cheers. We'll explain what we're drinking on later. Um, but, nonetheless, nonetheless, um, I guess the talk of this week has been Valentine's Day. It has? That's what people have been telling me. What? I couldn't tell you. You know what's so funny? I really had to have a little, like, <laughs> I had to have a little talk on myself, kind of. I think it was on, was that Thursday? Yeah, I think that was Thursday. See, I don't even know what Valentine's Day was, but... A lot of people may probably look, listen to what I'm about to say and be like, oh, it's because you're single and this is then the third. No, because even when you're in a relationship, if you're doing it the right way, Valentine's Day shouldn't matter. Right. That's just my opinion. If you're doing it the right way, Valentine's Day is icing on the cake. Um, so that's just one thing. So I never really gave a shit too much about Valentine's Day. That's number one. But uh, I'm going to be honest. After being in a relationship for so long, I did have a Valentine's last year, and I was just like, oh, it was cool, and it was just my friend, just honestly, just rocking out, just kind of just playing along with the idea of what it is, just going out with whoever, and then I thought about it and was like, you know what, I'm going to just chill for a Valentine's Day and just see what, where, how it makes me feel. Yeah. You know how it felt to walk by all them Valentine's Day tables and see people lined up, and I'm sitting here like, I'm going to keep my money. I'm going to go buy myself dinner tonight. I'm gonna go buy myself some clothes. I'm like, so I just thought about it and was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Wait, so it's that not was, as bad. That, that was, was Thursday. 
That's what you did Thursday? That was well well because Thursday I had so much to do. I had to um I had classes Thursday. What else did I have to do? I had work Thursday. Um we were originally supposed to shoot the podcast Thursday. You walked yourself in and out. Yeah, I did. Totally. You you can explain why we didn't. But anyway, at least we still are on schedule for the second week. But um, okay, so Valentine's Day to me is one, <laughs> I'm switching subjects really quick. Please go ahead. Is one of those holidays that just is a is a letdown. So I never okay. I'm kind of sorry. New Year's Eve, worst. Like you're always really? so excited. Oh, I've worked the last two New Year's Eves and it's been the best that I've ever had. Like every other New Year's Eve, it's like you work it up, you build it up, build it up, and then it's a letdown. Somehow, mm. Valentine's Day is one of those. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think those two are my two that I feel that way. So I'm just like, eh, it's fine. Just come and go. I was just about to say, so they can come and go and you would be like, eh, not that I necessarily miss you, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, you know my favorite holiday already. Do I know your favorite? I feel like I should now. It just passed. It's not really a holiday. I was say, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> the Super Bowl. The Super <laughs> I was definitely about to date all the way back and be like, last year, yeah. last year. But um, speaking of this holiday that I guess everybody is calling a holiday, um, so I was walking on campus, right? And I got asked this question and I thought it was interesting because, um, so I'm walking around and I'm used to interviewing people. And it's just so funny because when I interview people, I'm so used to walking up to people and starting the conversation. So because of that, um, this may probably sound weird, but because of that, when I'm not interviewing somebody and because I constantly have to interview random people on campus, oftentimes when you'll see me walking, my headphones are in. Usually I'm so tuned out from like wanting to talk to anybody on campus right. when I'm not working. Because I get forced to talk to everybody any other time. So I'm walking and my headphones are in and two guys randomly walk up and they're like, hey, got, um, hey, like, sorry, like we're not from here, whatever, whatever. Once I hear we're not from here, I'm like, what do you have to ask me for? Like, what do you need? So... He's, he actually goes to say that they're almost doing like kind of like a survey thing. So I'm like, all right, cool. So the survey, I'm like, is it just like one question? Is it, how is it? He's like, basically it's two questions and then we're going to um, tell you kind of like why we did it. All right, cool. First question, and I want to pose this to you and I'll tell you what I thought it was later. Um, So is the survey like one question? Like, I'm a little confused now. So anyway, so I'm sitting there. And while I'm sitting there, oh, I'm standing there. I'm like, all right, cool, so shoot. So I want to just pose the question and you let you uh, answer it. And then I'll let you know how I went ahead and answered it. But the question was, what is love? I'm no. chewing gum and my mom was going to tear me up probably, but. That's the question? What is love? Yes, and that's literally the way that they asked me. And I was like to me or like how do you know or like what is it so answer the question what is love um sacrificing for someone else like when you can fully give up being selfish I guess then you can be more selfless sacrifice for someone else alright well, so I don't know. in a nutshell what I, I don't even know if there is a right answer but in a nutshell I said the same thing I was like, I feel like love is, what's the word? I don't think I narrowed it down to one specific word, but I was like, love is 
you well, you know when you go when you go through it or when you're experiencing it, be, experiencing it because once you realize that you're thinking about another person's well-being before yours, right. that's when I like I told them I was like it's hard to explain, but going through it and you know what I mean, and it goes down to people that are just like really really close to you. You know what I mean? It doesn't even necessarily have to be a relationship, but it's very, very close. But I told him as well, you have to be careful with it because if you go through your day and you're thinking about a person, don't confuse that with love because you can be so reliant on a person that, of course, that's all you think about because that's all you know. So that can happen. So I was like, so a lot of people get that confused because they think about a person all day and they're like, oh, I'm so in love. Nah, like you spend 18 of your hours of a 24-hour day with that person. So, I mean, like I said, looking at it from that perspective, once you realize that you want another part, that you want to better that other person's life, you know what I mean, before you kind of take the steps to even better your life, you kind of realize that. That's funny. I would say our definition were pretty close. Oh, yeah. I think they were pretty accurate, pretty spot on to at least what we both were thinking. So that was the first question. The second question is, how do you know when you're in love? Oh gosh. You need a refill for that one? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is that what we're doing? You want this? You want how this one, right? How are you walking on yeah, campus this is what and they you just get for. stopped with these two they, questions? They interrupt little dirt for this, so I was like, this better be good. No wonder why you said everyone's talking about Valentine's Day. I guess. Oh. And maybe we should do the shout out now. Uh, it's not like I'm getting paid for it, but it, it is pretty good. So I do want to shout out Drake for his champagne because it actually is pretty good. Yeah, it's better than I'm that. a rose fan in general. Me too. Thank you. No worries. I don't know if I can answer this question. You might just have to go. By on how with you the, know that you're in love? Yeah, you might have to just go on with the story. I mean, well, shoot. I mean, well, part of the story was me answering it. But, um,. I don't know, I, I kind of told him the same thing, like, when, once you realize that you're, um, I don't want to say living, but, uh, I don't want to say living for another person, but once you realize that you don't move with you solely in mind, that's when you realize, like, there's something bigger at stake. So, anyway, I answered those two questions, and then they gave me what their definition was. So, when they gave me their definition, believe it or not, it was sim similar to what we both said. The one thing that I disagree with was one of the guys was like um, taking care of another person, like obviously being selfless, um, taking care of another person before you take care of yourself, um, even if it's at the expense of you, all these other things. Da -da 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 -da. I told him, you're absolutely right, except for the expense thing. Because I feel like the same, if it's done correctly, like, so if you and me are in a relationship, if it's done correctly, I'm thinking about you 24-7 in order like, to make your life better 24-7. I would hope that you're doing the same for me. So it wouldn't seem like it's in the expense of you if I'm taking 30% out of me to put into you if you're reciprocating that. Right. And it doesn't make any sense to, for any of us to be lacking anything. And if it is mutual like that, the person that you love would never want you to give up or you know like at the expense they'd be like go for your you know go for your dreams do what you want without having to sacrifice so much so I agree with you on that definitely 
But what? I'm so confused. Why it happened on campus? Yes, and did they tell you what class it's for or what? No, they What's weren't. It? So that's the funny part. Because it wasn't for class, like I said, they weren't even from around there. So that's why I'm like, if you weren't from, if you're not from around here, why are you doing this? So, I mean, hey, I mean, like I said, I'm used to normally interviewing people and I walk up and at the most random times, asking the most random things. Um, so I stuck around and I yeah. was like, I'll, I'll humor you. But um, sure enough, it, it turned into a conversation and I was like, oh, okay, so we'll see what this is about. But um, like I said, Did they say the answer to the second question? Um, no, I, I don't think there were really um, preset answers. Yeah, like I'm to either one. I think they had their own definition of it. Okay. But so they, they wanted just, to share yeah, with you. They just wanted to ask questions. But I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, <laughs> Valentine's Day has come and gone. So now we are now we're over it. We're we're over it. We're back to some thug shit. We're not talking about love anymore. We're over that. But um, so yeah, let's let's just get back to life and what's what we've been um, what we've been blessed with this week. Um, it's been a long week. What's been going on since the radio show? In the sports world? No, nah, just in your life in the sports world. Oh. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to talk about, whatever's in your nose. Um, what is I don't even know. A matter of fact, you know what? I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. What? Can we talk about the episode that never aired? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So let's just get that out the way now. <laughs> So the episode was called, Where's Alex? Found me, here I am. How I did make it though, I yes, did, did eventually did. make did. it. But And like you said on Facebook too, that was pretty funny. Ironically enough, there wouldn't be any photo evidence of when you did show up. Right? How perfect is that? You're like, proof that it did happen, and I'm like, there's no proof that I got there. But it makes us look that much more credible because the episode was called, Where's Alex? Oh. But I like what you said on Monday in our radio show. You said it was called Where's Alex, mm -hmm. and then... It turned into Where's the whole episode. Right. The whole episode is just... Vanished. Uh, it is what it is at this point. I'm confused. Oh, yeah, baseball is... There was Keiko. Coming in. I should have put my... Uh, <laughs> that, my the bottle. My bottle signed by Dallas Keiko. You, yeah, I know people are probably going to watch this uh, podcast and be like, yo, these guys are always drinking the most expensive stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is not what it looks like. No, Jason. no. It is not. But um. But I'm gonna enjoy it right now while I'm here. But I'm gonna enjoy it since it's yeah. in front of me. But um, yeah. Like I said, the episode was called "Where's Alex?" Um, how fitting that this episode 2.5. We don't have Medina, so. <laughs> it's true. That's so perfect. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Though. That was I mean, a good episode, too. And I walked was in really late, and I could already tell. Like, I could feel the vibe between you and Medina. You guys were killing it. And then we had your friend on. Duna. Thank you. Duna was there. Duna was there, and he was awesome. We talked about NFL. Went from a cameraman to a special guest in, in a matter of moments. Yeah, it was good. And then we talked about Most Athletic. We talked about who I met that I got a little... Uh, Starstruck. Little starstruck. Like we can't do that tonight though, because I have to wait for Medina again. Okay. But, All right, we'll hold off. We'll yeah. hold off for it. We had a lot of a lot of good conversation that day in general. Um, I'm gonna be honest. You know what? <laughs> it's funny because you, you talked about the energy. It was the energy in itself for me. I feel like it's hard to not have that level of energy at Westgate. Yeah. Like Westgate in itself is nuts. Like so. 
to understand how crazy Westgate is, um, and especially if you're a sports fan, like to see that much going on in front of you, it was just, I don't in a moment it was a lot. Like it was a lot to take on in a moment. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest sports book in Vegas. I'm I wouldn't pretty deny it. sure I might. I would, yeah. check that. I was say we might have to fact check that one, but I wouldn't deny it. <laughs> I wouldn't deny it. I mean, when you when you look at what they do, first of all, again, I think I've shouted them out multiple times, but shout out to Jay Cornegay. Um, put us right in front of the poker room. I know, it was awesome. Like right in front of the poker room. That's if that's a that's a plug if I've ever seen one. That was he plugged us in a perfect spot and it was like I said, it was beyond um, it was beyond a blessing. It was We're going we're, back. We're grateful for it. Yeah, definitely. We're going back. Definitely, if you have us again, we'll yes, definitely be back. We'll definitely be back. Um, but yeah, but I mean, again, going back to energy, I, the one thing I am mad about, the one thing I am mad about, about losing that and losing everything else in general, I'm simply upset because I started, <laughs> I was talking to my friend and I was like, it's probably going to sound crazy because if somebody just listens to the podcast, it's, it's starting with music. So I was like, somebody's probably going to hear it and be like, is this the Joe Button podcast? But I told you, I listen to so much of the Joe Button podcast. Right. I feel like it's bound to rub off of me. So I, I was doing a hip hop and I essay. That was literally what it was called, hip hop and I. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can talk about hip hop. I listen to it a lot. So I'll just talk about the people who shaped me. And I felt like um, I wanted to narrow it down to three artists. I wanted to look at three artists. Yeah. I wanted to look at okay. Yeah, I wanted to look at three artists um, who I just felt like kind of shape and mold the way that I move through life. Um, I landed on J. Cole, Nipsey Hussle, and Jay-Z. And what I wanted to do, I wanted to take, in describing those three, because those are the ones that I focused on, in describing those three, I wanted to end each paragraph with somebody else who I felt like is their equivalent and maybe does it in a different way. So for J. Cole, I used Kendrick. For Nipsey, I used Meek Mill. Okay. For Jay-Z, I used 50 Cent. So, I just went on a little rant and I just started listening to music. So, it is what it is. I woke up the day of the podcast on a 50 Cent kick. Like, where you even, you had to work that day, I think. I think you might have had to work that day. I'm not sure. But, um, to be honest with you, I think from the time that I woke up, like, it was just me and my dog in the house and I had 50 Cent playing on the speaker, and I ended up starting the podcast with that. I started the podcast with two 50 Cent songs, God Gave Me Style, into writer music, and I just felt like it just carried carried the energy into the building. Like I said, um, we missed you during the, during the start of the show, for sure. We missed you. We were trying to figure out when, um, like, how we were going to do it. We were like, so how do we start conversation, like, where are we gonna, you know what I mean, she usually switches topics for us, she usually does these different things, and we, that's why as soon as we sat down, I introduced the podcast, we looked at each other, and it was like, yo, where's Alex, yeah. like, we, we kind of really need this answer, because we don't think we're adult enough to handle this right now, we tried, missing a little piece, yeah, we tried, I appreciate that, we tried to do our best, um, you guys did great, I know you did, I told you, we I walked no in there and I already, we have no proof, I walked in there and I already knew. I'm not sure if we have proof about that, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. One thing I do want to get out the way, I do want your opinion on, I mean, I hope you heard about it, I really do. 
Um, or I really hope you did hear about it. It's probably so old now. But um, did you hear about uh -oh. the Bow Wow situation? No. No? <laughs> oh my gosh, can you Google Bow Wow Assault? And just look at the pictures. Because <laughs> for everybody watching at home, that's Caprice in the background. Um, like I said, Caprice kind of makes sure that Caprice is the one mind that's on the outside looking in and tries to regulate our minds and make sure that yes. they're all working toward the same common goal. So if you guys hear that background voice, that's who that is. But um, nah, but the, but the whole bow situation because I came in, I, I, I kind of went on a little rant. I did. I went on a semi rant, and my entire issue. When was this last? Week? This was Thursday. Yeah, okay. when we had the podcast. Okay. And. My issue was, I didn't understand the jokes behind him being assaulted by his significant other. And it's just one of those things to where Bow Wow is really, really close with Chris Brown. And it's just so ironic because one thing that we go through in life and one thing that we do in life is we're close to situations and can watch a situation play out and be in a similar situation and make the same mistake. So, in a situation where Bow Wow and Chris, go, you want to go ahead? Go ahead. No, but after you need to tell me what happened because I I see so it. See I've got a picture. Yeah. Okay. But, so, okay. but yes, him close with even the story. I'm not even sure what happened. Okay. The story, but yeah, but even with him being so close to Chris, everybody knows the Chris Brown and Rihanna situation. Everybody knows about that. So for Bow to be in a similar situation with a woman, for him not to be the aggressor for him not to throw a punch for him not to do anything to her not even pinch her it's crazy to me that i saw so many i don't even know well yeah i guess i guess they were memes i see so many memes about him getting attacked and him getting assaulted and it's just one of those things to where i thought about it and i was like so three years ago four years ago you guys were trying to cancel him behind whatever reason you guys are trying to find reasons almost to cancel him you know how fast they would have got bow out the fuck out of here if he would have hit that girl yeah so the fact that he didn't now, and now he's a butt of another joke yeah like, it just where does he win yeah i i just don't get it so anyway I, the story now short uh less story or that long story a little less long the story that i originally heard was he wanted to go to a party. He wanted to go to a Super Bowl party. And um, I don't know if she wanted to go with him or if she didn't want him to go at all or whatever the case may be. Um, and then that's where I heard the disruption supposedly ensued. But that story kind of falls through when you see the um, video because there's an elevator video where <laughs> I guess th that's where it's elevator elevators are scary. Gosh. Elevators are just, I'm gonna stay away from yeah. them. Yeah. I'm just gonna stay away from the elevator. Take, Take the escalator. Sound the public. <laughs> stay away from the elevator. Take the escalator. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Am I am I wrong? That's so funny. That's so funny. But <laughs> <laughs> I actually kinda want a shirt that says that. Take now. the escalator. Wow, that's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> but um but not seriously because then i heard the story became um that he was out at a party and 
<laughs> you know what? I'm not even gonna act like I I know exactly because of course you heard so many stories. I'm not even gonna act like I know what happened. Long story short, Bow Wow took this lady or took this woman to this party. Somewhere later down the line, he saw her hugged up with Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, who used to play in the NBA. So I don't know. That's the story that supposedly happened. What? So the elevator video what? would make it believable, make it more believable that the latter is true because she gets on the elevator first and he gets on after her and he's hot so you can just see and it's so funny because as a guy you can tell when a man is mad about something and he feels like he's 100 percent right to the point to where he's probably talking about it more than he should yeah like he's probably just driving home the point that he's right and I'm pretty sure it just didn't sit well with her. So you kind of seen their interaction. And he tried to grasp the knot of her hand. And I'm pretty sure it was one of those, like, because we, obviously we're in Vegas. So I'm pretty sure it was one of those key cards to where when you get on the elevator, in order to get to these levels, I need to prove that I'm up there. Okay. So it was, if that was the case, I have a, I have a question. Just hopefully on behalf of all men. Why do y'all do that shit? What? If we both got to get to this room. And I'm mad, and you mad. Why are you gonna do this? Like, if I'm reaching for the key card, we both gonna sit in this damn elevator. Right. So why do women do that? Like, can you can you can you answer that question on behalf of all women? Like, like an, another example. We're, we're we're both in the car and we're arguing about whatever the case. And like, I don't care. Like, I've, I've never really been with a woman who like hit me. God forbid. I would never want to be in that situation. But I've had women who like will grab your hoodie. Or grass, so it's like I'm driving a motor vehicle right now. Right. Why do women do that? Both of our lives. I don't know. Women think that um, men are really, really strong a lot of times, and I think they forget that they actually have some strength and some muscles. So I think they just do whatever they want. To be honest, does that make sense? Does that sound weird? Do you know what I mean? They if think I said they're no, very. Would it surprise you? They think they're very dainty, where they can just get away and do like whatever they want. I guess. Yo, women are crazy. Yeah, women are so crazy. I'm not I disagree. Just, I just want to get... And that's the crazy part, because no woman disagrees. No. What do the crazy ones do? Yeah. No. See, that's so weird. See, men can't win for losing. No. Take the escalator, fellas. Take the escalator. Take the escalator. That's wild. That is a wild concept. Yeah. Okay. That's a wild concept. But one thing I do want to get out the way right now... Um, we're not finna continue to disrespect my legends. We're not gonna do that. Um, I know Alice just stepped away, but hopefully, Alice, if you can hear me, didn't I say on the first episode that there no Soldier Boy slander will be tolerated? I'm pretty sure I said that. But anyway, long story a little less long. What happened? No Soldier Boy. No Soldier Boy slander will be tolerated. Didn't I say that on the first episode? I think so. I think I did. So same thing goes with Bow Wow. I'm not playing. Don't act like Bow Wow didn't have everybody in their living room rapping when they were seven years old. Don't play with me. Like, don't act like Bow Wow didn't have us all thinking that we could rap. Stop playing. Like, I don't know why y'all so quick to get legends out of here. And then again, knock on wood, I wouldn't want to wish this on anybody. But then when they pass away, everybody wants to do all these memorial videos and wants to do all these funny things and tell all these great stories. But then when the person's alive, you want to shit on them. Yes. Bow out and Soldier Boy. No, none of those slander will be tolerated. Um, open invitation whenever you want to come to the show because 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not playing games with that one. Let's go. I'm not playing games with that one. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that was the main thing. I just don't understand how domestic violence is so serious on one side and then so hilarious on the other. Uh, yeah, there's no explanation for that. It's absolutely ridiculous, so, I don't know. I mean... I don't know, but even in seeing the pictures, like, what was your initial, especially since you didn't know anything about it to begin uh -huh. with, what was your initial, like, thoughts when you saw the pictures? Because, I mean, you still kind of have them up, like, I just, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it over. Um, I don't, I thought I got attacked by a cat, like, it's pretty, it is pretty bad on his face. Like, you're 100% right, and, like, the Me Too you know right that's another stance it's hard it's like why is it so one-sided it's shouldn't be at all that is true um i mean i, I guess that was a real somber moment <laughs> uh if this was the, um if this was the joe button podcast he probably would have played outstanding right now but i'm not going to um <laughs> But again, like I said, that was obviously something that I did want to knock out um, this particular podcast because I did mention it in the last one. But, um. Dang it. Hopefully. I'm, go ahead. I'm interested to see Medina's whole take, too. M Medina. So now you got both of our takes, but we just lost. Just separately. Yeah. Just separately. That's the only difference. But to be honest with you, too, I want Medina to revoice her opinion because okay. um you've been in a room where she talked about the kareem hunt situation and she has an interesting take on the kareem hunt situation um that um a lot of people don't have i'm not gonna say most people but a lot of people don't have so it's interesting to kind of just hear those different um different takes different perspectives um yeah we'll have to uh readdress this i guess yeah I, I'm definitely down to do that, but as a matter of fact, one thing that I did explain to her again, I know you know the situation too, but I still haven't watched football. I still haven't watched football yet, only because I haven't, um, this podcast didn't air, so I wanted to make it a point to uh. let it be known why I haven't, um, or why I didn't watch football this year, or whatever the case may be. So, the one thing that I do kind of want to get out the way relatively early is the word boycott because in doing what I do I have to pay some sort of attention to it um so just with that in mind I have to pay attention to sports center I can't close my eyes during right. the, fo the football segment or, or things like that so I obviously had to pay a enough attention to the standings and the statistics enough to obviously be able to write a story about the Raiders if need be at work. But um I think that's ultimately what it okay. I think ultimately what it turned into was a conflict inside myself because it turned into something it, you'll come to find out. I'm such a motivated person to the point to where if I say that I'm gonna do something, at that point I just wanna prove it to myself. Yeah. I just wanna prove that I can. So Everybody wants to know how Kanye ultimately <laughs> ultimately narrowed down my choice to sit up to just choose to set out this NFL season. Um, but the reason or the way how Kanye actually gets credited for that is because 
what's the safest way I can say it? <laughs> Kanye has been one of my favorites for forever. Like, always been one of my favorites. And the thing, it took me forever to realize the thing that I love him most for is the reason why I can't stand to look at him today. Because that narcissistic way of life was so encouraging. And I, I got to accept my fault too as a fan because it was so encouraging when he was saying the things that I believe in. And he was doing the things that obviously I would have wanted him to do for being a, a black inner city, um, inner city youth and things of that nature. It just didn't make sense to me that it was a complete 180. And it was just a completely different Kanye. So it got me in the times when we truly needed Kanye and truly needed Kanye's voice, he wasn't there. So... It ended up getting, it ended up becoming more clear to me, I think, as that situation went on. Because as he started to do the wild shit that he was doing this summer, whether it was the Trump situation or whether it was just the TMZ spazzing out, um, the, hey, being bipolar is fun, which I've always said that he was bipolar. And my true belief about Kanye is he's always been bipolar. His mom is the only person that made sure that he got what he needed. Once his mom passed, that was supposed to go to his significant other and or his wife. You can determine whether he's getting that. Can you um, backtrack just a little? Mm. How did you say that you said what you... The uh, thing that I... Um, yes. Yeah, the thing that like made me love him most is the reason why I can't stand to look at him now. And it's because, like I said, he's so narcissistic. He makes... It, it's... I don't want to say... I don't think infectious is the right word. But he has, honestly, no, it might be infectious. It really might be. Kanye yeah. has this aura about yeah. him to where it almost, when he does say something, it does kind of have this, like, attraction, like, look at me type of feel. So that's ultimately where it stems from. And now, like I said, it's a super long story, but I'm trying to, I didn't tell this so many times, I'm trying to get better at it. But ultimately, that's what it came down to. It came down to me realizing, oh, you're trying to sell me something. You got shoes coming out or right. something. Oh, no. It's an entire good music rollout. Oh, so you want my money. So now you're coming back out and now I can see you again and now you're here. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So... Uh, I'll tell you what the other almost name for the podcast was for the first or for the second one. Um, I oddly like understand what you're saying. Wait, Kanye? <laughs> yeah, completely. Like, it's such a hard thing. Understand the word understanding Kanye in the same sentence is like that's a wild paradox in itself. But <laughs> but to be Very honest true. with you, it, it, it just he gave me the opportunity to allow. Um, he gave me the opportunity to test myself and kind of challenge myself. And I was like, how good are you at not giving the things that want your attention, your attention? So I was like, okay, this is going to be a challenge for me. So let's see how this goes. And sure enough, I'm sitting down and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. He announces the good music rollout. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not supporting anybody. I like Pusha T way too much. So I like Pusha T and I really rock with Tiana Taylor. So I ended up listening to those two albums. But anything Kanye, like I love Kid Cudi, but I can't listen to the Kid Cudi album because it's a joint album with you and Kanye. I can't do it. So. Okay, since when? 
It was it's been since the summer. So I'm going on. It's I started in June. So starting in June, what are we in now? Was that eight? So about eight months. Yeah. About eight months in now with completely a completely muted Kanye. Um. You have good willpower. I I just started. Yeah. I just started this summer. Like I just started, but um, ultimately that's that's how it came down to the wire with Kanye. We gotta go ahead and restart this recording and then I'll get into what happened with the NFL. But um, blame Kanye. Blame Kanye for it. But yeah. Um, so right after I think I was like, yeah, I'm good with Kanye. I'm not gonna just allow him to have my energy. Right. So I'm sitting Then what happened to uh, the NFL, which ruined Ooh. my... Uh, <laughs> I was. I feel like it ruined a lot of things that we kind of had planned throughout the yes. year. Yes. But it was. It was one of those impulse moves by me. But. Um, I'm not mad. I'm impressed. So. But I know we have next year because you're gonna watch next year. Yes. Yes. So. I'm, I'm all in actually, and I'll tell you why I'm all in too. But um, essentially, right after the Raider, I mean, right after the the um, Kanye situation, I think the NFL tried to implement. There. Hey, shout out to Asia Wilson too, by the way. We're, the celebrity game is on TV. Okay. Shout out to the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, oh. Asia Wilson um, representing Vegas. So I just want to shout her out while she's on the television right now. That's awesome. But the day after, I think I was like, no, Kanye, you're not doing it. I'm not going to let you do it. I think the day after, um, the NFL tried to implement their halfway, like, must stand for the, for the anthem policy. And right. it was in that moment, I was like, damn it, they still don't get it. Like, it's not about that anthem. It has nothing to do with that anthem. That's the only time that you guys seem to listen to us. So, I was just like, you know what? And I don't know if I was just in a, in a bad mood that feeling day. Some kind of just way. feeling some type of way. I was like, damn it, NFL, you too. And by the way, that's what the other name. If you When, when you showed up, the episode wasn't going to be Where's Alex because you would have showed up. The episode was going to be Hashtag You Too. That's what Medina wanted to name it. It was hashtag YouTube, which was kind of funny. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's that's ultimately where it went, for real. I really sat there, and I was just like, damn it, NFL, I'm not doing it. I'm like, you you don't realize that over 80% of your, your league is black. A lot of us that watch at home are black. You, you guys still are out of touch. Like, you just don't get it. So it was one of those things where I was just like, I don't know how many people are going to be affected by it. I can't do it with the sole purpose in mind of trying to influence anybody else to do it. I just got to do it for me. Right. So I started doing it, and I was just like, we're not going to do it. And I tell everybody all the time, there was three days where I was just like, this is rough. And that was the season opener, Atlanta and Philly, uh, when Green Bay went to Foxborough on Sunday night uh -huh. and played New England. And the first Saturday for the postseason, the divisional round. When that, when the, when the playoffs started, I was like, yes. oh man, this is yeah. different. But um, I'm gonna be honest, I made it through. I called the fourth quarter in OT of the KC Rams Monday night game, because it was my birthday. So the, I caught the, the, best the game fourth quarter right. And everybody's season. saying, that, not even of the season, everybody's saying it's the best game ever. Ever. And, mm. Ever. That's why I wanted a rematch of that for the Super Bowl. I can't okay. even say much because I didn't see the game. Sorry. Like, I saw the fourth quarter, so I'm like, you know, you can tell me. Talk about it. Because I don't know. 
much about what I missed. No, I mean, I guess <laughs> it's just the opposite of the Super Bowl because it was okay. just high offense and it was awesome. I don't know. It was just fun. I was there for like the first 10 minutes and I think Tyreek Hill scored twice in like my first 10. Before I even ordered like my appetizer. Seriously. He was in the end zone twice. Um, really quick, did you mm -hmm. see the thing about Adam Silver? What about him? Um, NFL. I keep hearing about that. Please what? tell me about No, that. I, I actually was hoping you could fill me in you know more. Because it, it's a weird thing. Like, people are really reaching out to him saying, Hey, can you come over to Arley? Because you're doing good stuff in the NBA. Is that... I think I that's know. what that's what I've heard. I've heard that's what it is. It's almost like a recruiting pitch. As a fan of the NFL and seeing them do it wrong for so long, reach out. Yeah. <laughs> reach out and get some help. However, the issue that arises in my mind, Deputy Commissioner's Mark, I don't know his last name. Oh, it's going to slip by. I'm going I'm to go back and listen to this podcast and be so upset that I don't remember his last name. But, um, and it's not like, and it's, and it's the deputy commissioner, and I feel like it's not like a super hard name, but it's, thank you for looking it up. It's Mark something, Mark something. But, um, anywho, I'm pretty sure he would be the person who's taken over, and I think he would be good for it, but Adam Silver hasn't been there long enough in the NBA for him to leave and his policies just stick around. So that's the only fear that I have. Would he be good for the NFL? Absolutely. Would he be good for player development in terms of humanizing the players? I heard David Stern say something similar to that. Yes, he would be really, really good with going there and human humanizing the NFL players, allowing the NFL players to go out and create a brand that's outside of that helmet. That would be great to see him do. But that's just so. I can see somebody else coming in and switching what he's done in the NBA though. So. That is so crazy to me. Like, it just, those two sports seem so polar opposite that, I mean, obviously it's more of a business, right? I was just about so to say, running, it's the principal idea right. more so than But really. still, it just, that's crazy. I don't know if NFL owners would really want it. Because Adam that's Silver who, is like, few. he lets his players, he's one of them to where he's not going to micromanage what the players do. Until he says, oh, okay, this is okay for you guys to do. He might actually do it the opposite way around and let his players do whatever they want. And then once they do something that's over the line, then he steps in. So understanding that about him, I would kind of fear the idea of him going to the NFL because I don't think they would really let it happen. That's it's just my opinion. Can you imagine, okay, so think about what we have going on in the NBA right now, mm -hmm. right? Players league, mm -hmm. they're picking where they want to go, they're picking mm -hmm. who they want to play with, mm -hmm. and they're huge social media, yes. like they're all over social yes. media, right? Can you imagine how many more players are in the NFL if we had that going on in that league? Does that make mm. sense? It's no, like it the does. world is, <laughs> I don't I'm, think, I'm the world, to think, I don't think we can hold it all down. And social media, break break the internet because it'll be a mess. Antonio Brown would be interesting to watch more so after that. Um, seeing Jalen Ramsey with the commissioner that's player friendly would be interesting. Seeing, um, who else tweets like crazy from the NFL? Um, Des Bryant. 
Seeing Des Bryant with the commissioner friendly, I mean, with a player friendly commissioner would be amazing. Des Bryant, he got picked up from the Saints. Uh, yeah, so. And then he tore his Achilles. Mm -hmm. And anybody who tears their Achilles, once you deal, once you deal with that injury, I don't even, you know what's, um, uh, because I try not to watch them now since I've torn mine. Oh. I try not to watch Achilles tears because it's just. Is it true? Does it really like roll up? You know what? Path? I told you, I think the last time you asked me too, I think I told you it was a partial tear. Oh, so yeah. mine's in that moment, I didn't feel it. I told you the healing process is the worst because the back of your ankle itches. So it's just one of those things to where when you realize when you go back there to go scratch it, like. The like for instance for everybody that's watching at home, if you put your hand behind your ankle, you feel that little rubber band. Right. So when you when it's partially torn and you put your hand back there and you feel that rubber band, but it dents in like it's mushy. Yeah. It's the scariest feeling in the world because then at times when you got to wear braces, at times when you got to wear your boot and things like that, it itches. So you can't really get and you know how it is. It's just a, a human. If your arms itches, you're gonna scratch yeah. it. Yeah. But to have that type of injury where it itches to rub, you don't know what other damage you're doing. So, I, yeah. So to see any Achilles injury oh. is just is is bad to see. Um, I remember Trey Wayans when he um, got drafted. Is it Trey? I think it was Trey. It was either Trey or the Sydney. It was either Trey or the Sydney uh, Jones. I think from um, from Philly. But it was a cornerback who came out. Trey and Sidney came out the same year, I think. Um, and it was pre-draft workout. It might have been pre-draft workout. Or either it was right after he got drafted. And I think it was Sidney. And um, you've seen him. He was a, he's, a, he's a cornerback. So you see him backpedaling. And then you see him take off to break for the end route. And when I tell you that, it confused me in a moment. Because I watched the video three times. And because you see everybody else working out on the side and everything like that. I'm in there and I'm like, is there a damn track field like in there? Like, could people be doing like sprints? I'm like, yeah, it's a football field. Like, I'm sure they could be right. because it sounded like I heard the gun. No, you know when you hear at the start of any yeah. race, you hear the gun. No. When I realized that I heard that sound, and he kind of like catapulted in the air and grabbed his ankle. That's when I realized that was your ankle popping. Really? You that, that bad? You could no. You too that bad. I don't. I'm not. I'm not smiling because it's funny. It. I'm smiling because oh. you ever been in so much pain that you try to laugh it off? Uh, I don't want to talk that. about it. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean I really. I'm, oh no! I see. don't broke a bone and I don't. What? Oh Did yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we gonna knock on wood because I haven't either. Let's knock on some more wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And keep that there. But um, you know what's so funny too, and it's so crazy because I told my brother when I did it, and when I called him, I was like, "Damn it, bro!" He was like, "What?" I was like, "Do you remember when we used to talk?" And we were obviously both growing up sports heads. I was like, "Remember we used to always talk about what injury we didn't want?" And he was like, "Yeah." And then I was like, "Do you remember what I what I always told you?" And he was like, "No." And I was like, well, I got it. And he was like, what'd you tear? And I was like, because he, he knows I've never broken. My brother has broken his ankle twice, broken his collarbone. Drill is, drill is crazy. But anyway, like I said, haven't broken one. But my brother was like, what'd you break? And I was like, nothing. Like, Keep that energy away from me. 
But I told him I was going to tour something. He was like, what you tear? When I told him my Achilles, just typical big brother shit, he just laughed. He laughed so hard. He did? He was like, it would be you to rip that part of your body. He was like, leave it. What were you doing? And I told him what I was doing. And I was like, I'm playing basketball. It's simple. He was like, no, you probably did something stupid. Like, just typical big brother stuff. So, anytime I get around Achilles injuries, like, it's like. No. Yeah, I'm, it's scary. I'm done with this because you're uh, kind of giving me the <laughs> the chills over here. I can't. I can't. It's gonna be a quick podcast tonight, Freak, anyway. Yeah. Trust me. We have um, got a holiday coming up Monday, President's what? Day. What? President's Day, no class Monday, so it's gonna be a really quick podcast. Trust me. We're gonna get the hell up out of here. Wait, we're still doing uh, our radio show on Monday, right? Yes, um, but let's say tell me something different. What? Unless they tell me something different. Okay. Uh, and you know what? You said what? Because I got this damn gummy on. Yep. Me too. Um. Okay, so we just talked about the NBA, mm-hmm. NFL. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about another league. Let's do it. MLB. Let's do it. What is going on? I think a lot of the, the bigger players and the bigger stars in the game are asking the same thing, to be it's honest crazy. with you. It's crazy. And, oh, it? There's not a possibility that, like, Bryce Harper or Manny Machado won't sign, right? At all? Or, like, before the season starts? like, before the season. Well, like, take a year? You know what? (sighs) And that's the question that I actually had. Can baseball afford for one of their major names to say? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. So, I don't, so I think if the question is. I don't understand how NFL even did the. Did the? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. No, I think that's a question. I'm asking you, did they? Yes. Hey, I'm willing to argue that. What? They, didn't, wasn't this Super Bowl the lowest in 10 years? Or the lowest in 2007 or something? Oh, like that? that's what you mean. So they couldn't afford it. Yeah, like a lot of people stopped oh. watching this year. Oh, okay. So, I mean, a lot of people stopped watching because of Cat. Um, I don't know how many people stopped watching because of the, uh, when they tried to implement the protest. Um... And then I don't know if people start watching because of the rules, the rule changes. Um, I'm not mad at the rule changes because you got to protect players. I mean, Agreed. I have cousins that are playing football that want to go to the league. So I'll, I would want them to take care of their players. So I'm fine with that idea, that aspect of it. Um, but to answer your question again, I don't think it can survive. Like, baseball's I already diminishing. I feel yeah, like. I don't either. I feel like I love it, you love it, and like the f- the fans of baseball love it, but it's not enough that the casual fan right. loves it, I don't think. Um, I love the new rules that they're talking about. Not this year, I think it'd be like 2020, mm-hmm. but something each pitcher has to have, has to see three batters oh, yeah. or something, is that right? That. Mm-hmm. Each pitcher has to see three batters. I think that would be good. It'll be interesting though during postseason time. Yeah. Because if you bring somebody in, I don't know, let's say you bring David Price out to face a lefty. Let's say he um, he didn't start the game. So let's say you bring him out of the bullpen to face a lefty in a, a game five, a big game five in a postseason. And he faces a lefty to end the inning, gets you out of it. But there's a lefty to start the inning, but then there's a righty after that. Right. So it's just interesting to see because you want uh, David to David Price to knock out those two lefties, but you 
don't want him to see that third batter. So it's like, do you just kind of sit with your starter? Let's say if you if you had them, do you kind of wait before you put in David Price? Do you put him in one batter early and have him face that right-hander so he see? doesn't face the other right-hander? So see, I can't. It, wait. it becomes more now. It's more strategic, right? Yeah, I think so. But I think that's why baseball struggles, though. Like it's not. That's why basketball is such a, a, a global game because it's not that hard. It's not that hard to really. There's not that many rules with basketball. Like you, you can't pick up the ball and run with it. You gotta dribble it, right? And then you're throwing it into the hoop, right? Like for the most part, there's not many rules with basketball, football. There's illegal contact. There's illegal hands to the face. Which aren't the same thing, by the way. And then there's defensive pass interference, there's offensive pass interference, there's holding. There's, Football is it's crazy. Weird. Beyond that, there's um, the, the defense lining up to the offense, the offense lining up to the defense. Like, it's crazy. And, and then they have certain plays for each one they see. And back to what you were saying, I think what, kind of what you're alluding to is just aesthetically. It just look. it's a lot more going on. Like, you just, you look like it's a clusterfuck and you don't know what it is. Right. So I can see how a person sees the yellow line, the first down mark, and they're like, oh, the yellow. I get it. They're supposed to make it to the yellow. But then they don't understand the downs. No. They just understand they're supposed to get to the yellow. They don't understand that it's three times or four times to get there, but teams are going to punt on the fourth try. I know people that watch football for the first time, and they're like, is it? You have one more try. Like, why are why are you punting? Why are they kicking to the other team? And I'm like, you don't get it. You're playing field position at this point. Like, if you don't get it, anyway. You, you know what's funny is I think the casual um, sports fan mm-hmm. they uh, they enjoy a live basketball or baseball game more than football or it just in general because of that reason because they feel like they don't get it and no one really likes to do anything that they're not good at, right? Right. So I don't want to watch this sport that I don't understand and I don't know what's going on so that is that's true because I know you know I have plenty of friends that feel that way about football or just like just tell me <laughs> tell me when to call a defense or offense cheer <laughs> exactly because a lot of people just and you know what's so crazy too there are some um photographers in the business that could honestly give a shit about sports. I believe that. They're just there taking pictures and they just they've been around it so much to where they know where the good shot is, but they don't they don't care. They could really care less. So I mean in that regard, kinda keeping in mind with that, um I think it's one of those things where baseball might be trying I, I don't know what's going on with Bryce, but I feel like baseball might be throwing a subliminal shot at Manny, um, only because after he spiked Jesus uh, Aguilar yeah. um, in the postseason, I think Manny did become in that moment the bad guy of baseball. Um, he's already had like moments where they wanted to give him that title before, but I felt like he definitely earned it in that moment. All the bright lights, things of that nature. So I felt like I feel like there are a lot of purists in terms of owners and just team execs. And I feel like a lot of them, they don't want to reward him for that. Okay. So, and then in, and then on the other hand, it's a staring contest right now, right? Because if Manny yeah. signs first, he's going to get weighed less, right? He's like waiting for Bryce. Yeah. I think they're both kind of playing the waiting game right. now. But at the same time, too, at the same time, I think if Manny got an offer from a team that he 
want that he wanted to go to. I think Manny was on. Why? I don't think Manny would care that much. Why don't the Dodgers want to keep him? He was so genuinely happy when he was in blue. Like, do you remember that? Yeah. When they signed him and he was like, I've always wanted to be in this blue. I feel like I bleed Dodger blue. And now they're just like, okay, you're one year. I, I, again, I go back to my point. It, it might be... Um, rewarding him for... Yeah, okay. it might be just rewarding him. But at the same time, too, we look at a sport like football and they make it so obvious that it's win first. They only care about winning. Um, so when I look at something like baseball and look at Manny, Manny helps you win games. So I think there might be a bigger issue for why people don't want Manny on their team. But I'm going to be honest. I think if the Yankees give Manny a contract that he really, really likes, the Dodgers offer Manny something that he really, really likes, he'll take. Um, Bryce might fit that mold more of what you were talking about in terms of uh, how can I put it? Manny might, or Bryce might fit that mold more so in terms of caring, not wanting to sign before Manny, more than Manny would. Yeah. So. Well, or is it his agent, I guess? Wouldn't they be wanting the same? Yeah. Because, I mean, I would want my agent to think the same exact way that I think. Yeah. So, if your agent is money first, I would have to assume that you are too. Yep. That's, I would just think that that's common sense, but, um. And if you don't, actually, maybe that becomes a conversation because then if it's not, then you need to kind of have a conversation with yourself about who's in your camp. Uh, yeah. Wait, are you a Giants fan? No, I'm an Angel fan. Okay. I'm an Angel fan. No, 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 I'm an Angel fan. I don't like to say that too loud because... I wish you'd just go to the Angels and him and Trout would just... <sighs> it would be nice. It would be nice. Right? It would be the only fear that I have, like I said before, I don't think the Angels have done anything in terms of enticing Bryce. Because our outfield would be I don't think anybody would get an outfield hit against us unless it goes over the wall, to be honest with you. If we have Bryce and right, yeah, have Mike Trout in center and have Cole Calhoun in left, like those are three gold glovers. Like you're not gonna get yeah. too much of anything past that outfield. But I mean hey. What do I know? What do I know? The MLB needs to step it up, be more like the NBA, make some uh, super teams. Baseball. We trying Yankees. The Yankees are trying. The Yankees are trying. And Honestly, the Yankees the might have. The, did the Red Sox know that they did they know that they had one <laughs> in that moment? Um. Because Andrew yeah. Benintendi was a Yankee killer. And then last season, he just turned into, oh, this guy is just a big-time clutch hitter. Um, I feel like when they got J.D. Martinez, it was like... So, J.D. coupled with... So, you knew what J.D. was. You know what Mookie is. Yes. Who else in that lineup? Did Jackie Bradley even kind of, like, exceeded expectations, I felt like. Yeah. They had a lot of players that played above what they typically play, I felt like. Oh, I just heard um, Caesars, they... Uh, release their win totals for MLB mm -hmm. already. They're the only sports book that has. So we're, we'll be doing that on Monday. Oh, wow. Um, Yankees is like a 96 or 97. And it's the highest one. Which... Well, I mean, they have a super team. You just said it. Yeah, I'm, I'll take I mean, over. From, from I'm Giancarlo not, I'm not even Aaron really Judge worried, to, right? What is that? Gary Sanchez? That's, that's not even... Oh, and excuse I just me. Think and Didi. And Didi. Wait, is he back yet? I, that's what I was. I asked somebody that recently. Shoot. 
because even if you look at Didi, uh, oh no, I brought up Glaber Torres. You still have potentially the who should have been the rookie of the year if he didn't miss two months with that wrist injury. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Yankees are, they're not going away anytime soon. They're what? They're not going away anytime no. soon. Anytime soon. And you know what's funny too? I have a friend who, shout out to Cal too, who's, uh, <laughs> who's an Atlanta fan. And it's just so funny because when you meet a fan of a team who isn't one of the more popular teams, you really get to understand their fandom. And even in looking at their their analysis of their team, quote unquote, you kind of sit there and you look at um, what their gripes are. And one of the biggest gripes, because obviously the uh, Braves are in the um, NL, he had the biggest beef with the Yankees. And I was like, what's your, what's your deal? What's your beef with the Yankees? He said, if you look at the New York Yankee farmhouse, it's everybody from Atlanta. And I started crying and was like, you know how mad you have to be to be <laughs> upset at a double-A team? Seriously. Because they took your double-A teamers? Like, you have to be an upset person. That's oh, funny. it's the funniest shit in the world. It's the funniest thing in the world. By the way, this thing is so comfortable. I'm trying my best not to get lazy and, like, I know it is. lay out on it. But, um, like I said, it's going to be a short podcast Because <laughs> I'm going to try to not just fall asleep i guess mainly we just want to touch base again show the fans uh i would say our beautiful faces but your beautiful face my regular face but um yeah again like i said the main thing that we wanted to do was kind of just touch on um the episode that didn't air the missing the missing episode i think that's gonna be something that it gives us character at least yeah it gives us a little bit of character. We have a story, so it'll go from episode 1 to 2.5 to 3 That's to 4 right. to 5. That's so right. Hopefully be on and get into the hundreds and, and keep going. But um, Like you said, better week 2. Yes, than 202. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was something that, like I said, I was I was bummed that night. I knew I you were. Bummed. I knew I you bummed. were. When we were leaving, you're like... I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm gonna go see, I'm gonna go see, I'm gonna see if, um, so and so help you, who? Uh, Roman. Roman. Roman was yes. up, too. Like, I'm gonna see if Roman's up. I went I home like, and call Roman so at, like, 3 bummed. in the morning. I don't even know if he's gonna sleep. I knew. I was I like, didn't. I did. Yeah. I didn't sleep much. I went home, and, like, I put the computer up, and I was like, oh, no, I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna just relax and kick back. Mm-mm. And I sat there for, like, 10 minutes, and I was like, and I was just up. And that's why I didn't want to check it that night, too. Oh, yeah. You wanted that? Yeah. Kyle Kuzma. Uh-huh. Kyle Kuzma became uh, MVP. Again, we're watching a celebrity game. Sorry. Uh, but, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. This is completely different from our radio show. I don't feel bad at all. This it. is what we do. Don't act like you guys weren't sitting up watching this celebrity game with your friends earlier. We're just watching it at 2 in the morning, almost. Yeah. So... We're regular, just like you guys. But yeah, shout out to Kyle Kuzma. Um, wow. That's your phone running. That's your phone ringing. Look at you. But um, I don't know um, how many people have, like, really, really. I haven't heard so many stories about just Kyle Kuzma in general. But Kyle Kuzma is one of the, like, most down-to-earth people. Because I was walking. I was at Summer League. You know, I forgot which day it was. But I was walking in, and I was on my phone. 
and I was walking, um, I looked to my left, and when I looked to my left, I, I seen like part part of like a shoulder and an elbow. So I'm like, first of all, like, why am I looking at somebody's elbow? So I just kind of looked up and I seen a dude was Kyle Cool. So I was like, oh shit, cool. So um, yeah, That's like funny. just cool as ever. Because in that moment, that was literally my response, because I didn't know. So I'm on my phone, and like I said, so when I look up, I was like, oh shit, it's cool. And he was just like, oh, what's what's going on? So as he's walking to his seat, I'm walking to media. So we just we gonna start talking now. So we start talking a little bit, um, just cool as ever. So it was good to you see have, him. You have some great stories from summer league. I yeah, must say. it's just you summer really league. I'm gonna be honest. I think that's summer league in general. Like really? when you when you get your chance to come this year, yeah, it's gonna be different. Like it's it is one of those things to where I actually talked to um, who did I speak to? I spoke to uh, Ben Golliver, who was over at the Washington Post now, I believe. Um, and he was just telling me about that. He was like, keep in mind that the NBA is such a close-knit family uh -huh. that you'll see the same faces that you see at Summer League at All-Star Weekend. You'll see those same faces at All-Star Weekend at the NBA Finals. So he was just telling me, he was like, get in good with these people now because those are people that will help you get to that next level and things like that. So I was telling them, like... This is this is what I want to do. I'm all for it. Um, and then that's obviously when I start passing up the business cards and things like that. So it, the best thing about it, and I know you'll you'll probably have the best part with this, when you interact with a particular player and you have a one-on-one -on -one interview or even a group interview, mm -hmm. and your question stands out to them, you'll realize based on the days, just as they grow. Because when you see a a, a player. Um, fourth time in six days or something like that and that player after a while they start to recognize you and they start to respond or call yeah. you out by name that's it's a awesome. little bit different so um you'll, you'll have your you'll have your fair share of stories i'm yeah. sure that they're coming you have a great uh interview with lebron james so that's pretty cool yeah you know what's funny and they too? use is that what you're gonna yes. say no not even that oh no we gotta restart let's do it all right um I forgot where I was. Where was I? That quick. See, that's what happens when you finish a whole bottle with that Drake champagne. Whoa, don't call us out like that. Hey, I have no problem admitting it. But it is what it is. But um It was actually pretty good. And I remember when I tried it I thought it was like awful champagne, but I don't think I ever had it up no, until it's now, good. I don't think. And it was It was good. Whew, we mm. I think we were talking about Summer League still and Oh, yeah, so like interview with LeBron. Thank you. Because when you mentioned that, excuse me, I remember, shout out to the fact that Sean Zatel, Sean Zatel used to work for the uh, Scarlet and the Grey Free Press, just had his first story promoted, I mean, um, published by uh, Premier Boxing Championship. That's a big, big, big move for him. Awesome. So shout out to him getting published by PBC. But um, Sean had whatever, I think the Lakers played the Cavs that day, didn't they? No, the Lakers didn't play the Cavs today. It was before the Lakers played the Cavs. The Lakers played on a Sunday, whatever the game was, LeBron went to that game. So we actually knew the day before that LeBron was coming. So we had already like heard LeBron was coming tomorrow, whatever, whatever. So somebody asked me, somebody was like, hey, are you coming to, uh, to see LeBron tomorrow? I was like, mm, no. LeBron playing? And they were like, no. I was like, LeBron doing media? They were like, no. I was like, the hell I need to talk to LeBron for? Y'all want me to show up for nothing? Like, 
you gotta understand, I, I'm working that night. The Lakers play that morning. You want me to show up to the Thomas and Mac because he's going to be there? Right. You want me to just share his oxygen? Yeah. I Dog, mean, I'll meet him another time. And if I don't, wasn't meant to be. I don't care that much. So I was just like, especially with me not you trying need to, to share get his oxygen, like, though. You know that, right? You know what? Everybody <laughs> makes it seem that way. And I was like, is it really? But I told you also, too, and it's, it's gonna sound like I'm hating again. But you are. I think you are. I have nothing against LeBron. I don't think I have anything against LeBron, but again, if people ask me again who's the closest thing to Jordan, no, I will say Kobe before I say LeBron. So maybe that's my that's my level of bias. But like I said, I met Kobe before, and when I met Kobe, I had that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the goat right there. Right. But um, so I I didn't feel a need to wake up early to go to campus to see LeBron for 20, 30 minutes and not even have the chance to talk to him. So it was funny because um, I was talking to my friend and they were like, uh, dang, so like you really not gonna go? Like, you know he gonna be there and you're just yeah. not gonna go. And That's I how was I feel like, right now. yeah, and I was like, I'm not. I was like, you know what? And I even said it, I was like, I get the feeling. Cause that, you know, I didn't, I, you know, and you know, I, it's so funny cause being a sports fan, I'm not even I'm not even gonna <laughs> gonna lie and act like that morning when I woke up I was like oh damn the game is in like an hour nah I'm a chill I'm a chill so I sat at the house when I looked at my phone and my phone started blowing up Twitter started going off and I was like what the hell and when I looked I was like okay okay it was that thunderous roar when LeBron had walked through the tunnel so when I seen it I thought about it and was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, everybody's song. I don't know how to feel in this moment. And then I thought about it and I was like, and somewhere in my heart, I was like, I get the weirdest feeling I'm going to see him soon. I was like, I can't even really be mad. I was like, I don't even know why I can't be That's mad. But I just crazy. feel like I'm going to see him soon. And that was obviously in July. And sure enough, October 10th, the preseason game. Did that interview. That's crazy. So and they, they used it, right? Yeah, this uh, first take used it, That's which is so still crazy. Awesome. Um, we'll see if they go back to that, because again, LeBron said every member on that team was handpicked. Um, the only person who's no longer there is Michael Beasley that was handpicked. I mean, Evisa. Oh, I hope I'm not butchering that name, but Evisa Zubak. Um, he was obviously already there before Brian had got there, but. Aside from that, he said everybody else in that locker room was handpicked. So I, I love the fact that they love my question. I love yeah, that they that they keep going back to that question. My friend makes it a point to let me know whenever she hears that question. That's she'll awesome. she'll tell me like she'll be listening to something and they'll use it in this. That's that's so kind of awesome. Cool. Yeah, it that is. is kind of cool. It really is. Okay, that's I have cool. two two more things for you. What's up? And then we can get up out of here. Okay, one next week when we do our podcast, mm -hmm. and I tell you my uh, fangirl. Yes. Remind me to tell you also, like, why it was so awesome because of my uh, my personal achievement that year, like, after I met him, okay? Okay, okay. So it's, yeah, kind of putting a lot on a, you know, a celebrity or whatnot, but that's why I'm saying you need to breathe LeBron's air. Like, I'm all about it, like, be You know what? Something good happened You after might be that? right. Okay. I'm on to something? Not even that. It's just, you know, we've been we've been trying to build this for a really long time. Yes. And 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Around then is when it started to kind of get real, uh-huh. which is kind of interesting. You yeah. might be right. You might be funny. on to something, Alex. That's you might be funny. on to something. Okay, my second thing before... I didn't know if you had sound effects going off for me. Oh, not okay. I? Let me see. I, okay. I haven't played any. Yo, this podcast is probably trashed this episode because I haven't played too much of anything. Come on. Uh, actually, no. This is episode two. Yes. 2.5? Yes, 2.5. There it is. Yeah, so they haven't canceled us. So let's, no. let's see how long the streak goes. Okay, talk us. Okay, streaks. Gosh, you're really good at this. Streaks, like, am I? Um, oh, segueing. Thank you. Okay. What we segueing into? Westbrook, Harden. Oh damn. Then what is going? Are these? Is this like? Um. Mm. What am I trying to say? I think I know are what these moments to say. that are these historical like things that are going on right now in the um, NBA? Say yes. Come on. I need Russell something. Westbrook's absolutely. Um. I'm going to say yes for James Harden's too, only because... I can't believe Westbrook is the... Um, he beat... <laughs> Yo, Russell... Will Chamberlain, right? Yeah, and he's the it's triple-double record. He's the first one to beat him? I'm, I'm like, shocked in that. You know what interests me, though, about people in Russell Westbrook? People talk all the time about the MVP race, and obviously, you just said it, Paul George... Giannis, James Harden, but yeah. you mentioned Russell. So credit to you for that. Because a lot of people are making it seem like it's a three pony race between James Harden, Paul George, and Giannis. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you, last week I did do that. I think I think a lot of times we've even been just doing two. Giannis and Harden. So Paul George his last two, three weeks have been you know what I mean, he's been fully thrusted into that conversation now. So I think all NBA is kind of out of the question. You kind of know he's going to get it now. But um, just going back to the Russell Westbrook situation, this is almost, this is about to be the third consecutive season that he's averaging a triple-double. Like, if he reaches three consecutive seasons, averaging a triple-double, like, who can really argue that he's not the most valuable? No one. So now we might be getting into a situation where the same way that we have a conversation, and I'm, I can't, I'm so happy I'm going on record with this, um, but we might have to get into a situation, I was just about to say, let me grab the cup as I say that, but we might have to get into a situation where we're having that conversation. If LeBron has to do something overly spectacular to win the MVP, we might have to understand that Russell might have to as well, because there's no way in hell that nobody averages a triple-double since the big O, and then he does once, and he gets the MVP. Then he does it a back-to-back year. Gets You can argue he was snubbed that time. If he does it another year, yeah, like you might want to say that he's that he could be the MVP. Um, I but just I think it's crazy like, that people don't mention him. I was going to say, he's not really in the conversation. They have Joel Embiid over him. I know, and I am a total yeah. Thank you, Sixers fan. Please cop the please for us, cause I can't do it. Yes, I love Joel Embiid too. He like last year, he's like trust the process. I was all about it, you know, him and Ben Simmons. But no, come on, no. I I don't think he's ahead of um, Westbrook. Russ. No. I don't. No. I mean, honestly, Russ is one of those players that 
even as great as he is, he seems like a lot of the things that he does gets overlooked. And it's the weirdest thing in the world. But that's the, I mean, that's in any sport, right? It's the, in baseball, like, the, Maybe the base right. hit, you know, the player that just con consecutively gets on base. So I then the home run hitter can hit them in. They get overlooked a lot too, but. You might be right. Yeah. You might be right. That might be, because maybe you're right, because Paul George is kind of the, the home run hitter this maybe year, and right. Russell West, because once you, once you gave me the baseball analogy, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't, I'm on. But yeah, it, it seems like Russell kind of is that leadoff hitter now, right. and he's not trying to be that home run hitter anymore, so that's, it's working better for not only him, but it's working better for the team. Like, everybody seems to be more efficient when Russ is actively trying to get everybody else involved more so than himself. Um, I like it. Yeah. Hey, what did, we, what did we learn tonight? What did we learn tonight? To take the escalator. There we go. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's the one thing that we learned tonight. We're taking the escalator from here on out. I'm not doing no elevator. Uh-uh. I'm not, I'm especially, not especially not with a, no, no significant other in the elevator. <laughs> I'm not doing I that. You almost said woman, then you switched. I did almost say woman. Like, I did almost. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going that broad. I'm leaving. Okay. I'm getting out of here. Um, uh, it has been episode 2.5 of the OD podcast. I am Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. This is my co-host Alex White. Medina, we miss you. Don't work too too hard. Yeah. Until next time, guys. We'll see you then. Bye.